Thanks for joining us here on the Light San Diego podcast. This sermon was recorded in Encinitas, California. For more information, please visit us at lightsandiego.com. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. One of the interesting things about surfing and one of the things that I love is that no matter when you go out, it'll always be different. And because of that, what makes a great surfer is someone who's able to look at the waves and to be able to position themselves in such a way to catch that wave. And so what you'll see is those who surf well always have their eyes fixed on the horizon. They're always looking for a set to roll in or what the swell's doing so that they can make sure that they themselves are in position so that they can be able to ride that wave. I think, interestingly enough, Psalm 46 talks about this idea of what we fixate on, the horizon we're looking to, and how we can posture and position our heart in such a way that if we're looking at the right things, the way we live life will not only be good or better, but according to Jesus, it's this life that's to the full. It's a life that the world is longing for. So what does that look like? Well, Psalm 46, it opens up with this scene of uh, turbulence and a storm. Uh, Actually, most scholars believe Psalm 46 was written in the midst of a war when Assyria is trying to lay siege against Jerusalem. The psalmist writes, even when the mountains are thrown into the sea, the waves are, are roaring with foam. It's this imagery of in the ancient world, which was most stable, a mountain being uprooted and tossed into what they would say is the most chaotic, unpredictable thing. That was the ocean, that was the sea. And so we're, intru- we're introduced to Psalm 46 with this paradox. Everything you think would be stable is now unstable. Later on in Scripture, in Revelation chapter 21, it talks about how when we look to the horizon of what God's going to do, we actually see that there will be a city without a sea. And that imagery specifically is talking about how the chaos and the darkness that embodies the metaphor of the sea will be gone. And so here in Psalm 46, now we shift and we're talking about a river. 
that there's a river flowing out of the city of God, which would have been Jerusalem. Now, here's what's interesting. There's no river in Jerusalem. And so this is what's called Zion theology. Zion theology is taking the, the, the center of Jerusalem, the temple, and how it points back to the garden. And the psalmist would have this prophetic sense that someday what was true in the garden, what is true in the temple, that there would be a city. And sure enough, in Revelations 22, hundreds of years later, the last chapter of scripture, what do we see? We see a throne in the center and a river flowing out of it. Now, this is again an interesting facet of the, of the historical story. Because this is when Assyria is trying to take over Jerusalem and the psalmist begins to rise and says, listen, there is a place in the city of God that a river flows out, that life is represented there. And then it moves on to the verse that maybe we're most familiar with in Psalm 46 when it says, to be still and know that I am God. One of the reasons I love the ocean is this is the place that my soul feels still. Actually, the day I got married, I spent the morning by myself in the ocean on my surfboard on an environment like this because it does something to me. So in all this imagery of an ocean and a river comes this command. And what's interesting about this part of the Psalms is that the author or the narrator changes from to someone describing the scene and all of a sudden it sounds second person and God's talking and God is now commanding be still and know that I am God here's, here's what's amazing because the context is wartime this verse we often sentimentalize and take comfort in which is true actually the, the most immediate context of it has to do with the command God is giving to the opposing army the trial the storm chaos. God is literally commanding it. Be still and know I am God. Jesus, as he's on the, on the sea and the storm is beginning to pick up, he quotes Psalm 46 and he says, be still and the wind and the waves obey him. Which is a clear sign that, that the second phrase of that be still and know that I am God would have been assumed in that moment. So here Jesus is speaking to that chaotic sea and he commands it to be still. So this phrase, be still and know that I am God, is serving two purposes. The first is it's this command to the chaos and the trials, the literal and metaphorical wars around us. And also, it's an invitation to his people to be still. To know that he is God. And so I would just love for us to, to think upon and meditate on that to be still and know that he is God is both a command to the storm and an invitation to our soul. In the 1600s, William Penn, the Quaker, talked about the stillness of God. He said, in the rush and the noise of life, as you have intervals, step Home within yourselves and be still. Wait upon God and feel his good presence. This will carry you. And I don't know where you're at today. I don't know which one of those you need to cling on to. 
that maybe you need to remember that we serve a God who's over the storm. And even when it feels like the mountains and what's stable is thrown into the chaos of the sea, God is over that. Also, in the midst of every storm, we see Jesus on the boat with his disciples. And he commands the the seas to be stilled again and immediately begins to calm the soul of his disciples. I want to leave you with those words. Be still. Know that he is God. No matter what's going on in life, that we have the assurance and the peace. We have a God who's over all, and we have a soul that can be comforted and stilled in the midst of anything that's going on around us. Father, we ask that you would right now, Holy Spirit, just still our hearts. Help us to be reminded that you are God. But thank you that you are a refuge and strength and ever-present help, like it says in Psalm 46. Pray that that would move from an idea to a reality in our hearts, God. And Lord, we choose to rest in you today. Remember, pray. Thanks for joining us here on the Light San Diego podcast. This sermon was recorded in Encinitas, California. For more information, please visit us at lightsandiego.com.